Happy Halloween. This is Gun Wash. Listen at your own discretion. Thank you. That's right. It is Gun Wash News Time here at 9 p.m. here in Brooklyn, New York, and it's good to be back on radio. Radio. radio I'm so glad radio, you radio, are. Radio. And we have, uh, of course, some very special guests in the house, as we always do. Tonight is Griffin Rue and Emily McMaster, both frequent guests and friends of the show. All that and more coming up next on Gun Wash. Oh, yeah. I'm not the supreme expert on cleaning guns, but I do know a little bit, and I'm just going to share my little tips and ideas with you. I did notice that it's a, actually a full house tonight here on Gun Wash. Very, very special, and uh, it's good to be back again. I know I was absent last week uh, for the show. Upset, of course, that I missed it. Was it weird hearing Armando host? No, I mean, you, you know, just told me that he even listened to the show. No, 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 no. I listened to much of the show, and I didn't. I, I luckily I didn't get through it, and then found out later that. There but was, you didn't hear Jack. Rap. Correct, but but then when I found out that that happened, I wanted to. I wanted to save it. I don't know if we maybe play it. I don't know. It was quite impressive. Okay, well, good. I, I, you know, it does upset me that that it was that week uh, that Clyde was here, um, but you know, we'll have him back. I'm sure. Uh, well, anyway, thank you again for tuning in. It is Gunwash, and we're live here Thursday, every Thursday, every Thursday, 9 p.m. on Gunwash.com. We're part of the Heritage Radio Network, and we broadcast live here at Roberta's Pizza. Very proud. Uh, a lot coming up for tonight's show. The Griffin number is, here. is 718. Oh, yeah, 718-497-2128. Of course, you want to call in. And we do love call-ins, especially if you'd like to talk to our guests tonight, Emily or Griffin. And uh, plenty to talk about. Armando, I yeah. see you're ready. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I did uh, 20 push-ups on my way over here. Uh, we'll talk about your injury. you got some shit going on with your leg. Let's go to Splittington for a few minutes. We'll be back in just a moment. Well... No. That's okay. He's here. You know, I, I was just saying, I, we could use more airtime, you know? I'm getting cut off all the time in this motherfucker. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, Buzzsaw, Yeah. Um, by the way, if you are, Clyde, if you are listening, I think, you know, call in, because I, I am upset that I missed you. And maybe we should hear Jack's rapping later. I don't know. I didn't hear it yet, so maybe the reaction will be, you know, radio-worthy. Oh, and Splivington's distracted because he's having some love life issues so let's listen to him for a few minutes here on Gunwash. thank you we'll be back in a moment Francoise Fleurier's Pinot de Chant Vigors.
get up, get up, get up, get up. Let's make love tonight. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Cause you do it right. Please don't sue us. No lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. That one goes out to all the special ladies. Yeah, that one goes out to Universal Records. Um, (laughs) It's okay. They're not going to listen. That one's public domain at this point. I'm going to fax the lawsuit to Jeremy. Yeah, sexual hailing uh, directly from Splivington here on Gunwash. That's right. right, His personal archives. Right from his personal archives, you know. That's the type of song I can imagine him in the in the shower. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's a big week for Splivington and sex. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, man. I need to catch up, really, He's man. Got it's it's so. beyond my visuals. I, uh, you know, it's on the outline actually to bring it up, but I don't want to get into it's it. It's developing. Actually, you know what he mentioned though? Spliff said that last he week. He said some real to... talk to me earlier. That yeah. I'm glad that he can realize. Yeah, me as that. well. He's very. He's a proud man. Sit down. You should sit down and talk. He's not going to sit down. So we're going to pretend that it's Halloween, basically. Oh, it right. It is Halloween. Well, hold on. I, hey, I'm getting to that. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a reoccurring joke I always say. It's always Halloween. Okay. Every day. Well, you know, so it's actually important that we say that because, you know, we did uh, miss the the annual Halloween show, unfortunately, but that's okay because Emily is here tonight. And if you remember also last year, Emily joined us with Griffin Rue, who is also our guest, and he's going to play Paul's music tonight. Paul's here, too. And I, yeah, well, Paul's here. Paul's right behind me. I hardly ghost as a ghost. You know who else is here? Kenny. I'm sorry. Kenny. Kenny Basil. Oh, he's here. Hey. No? Oh my God. Hey, Kenny. How you doing? Hey, good. How you doing? What's going on? Oh, not too much. I'm uh, surveying the studio. The lights are off because it's going to be a spooky one. I think tonight. We need yeah, candles, I, though. I know. I'm in. Bo- I'm in Boston right now. All right. Well. Breeze Country Club. I gotta tell you, I like the apples. I like the apples a lot. Well, it's true. Yeah. Well, Mark listen, Wahlberg, Mark. Wa- no, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, point. I don't know. Well, well listen. Yeah. He sounds like he's on like well, on listen, acid. Kenny, or why don't you just? You're in New England, not too far away. You know, maybe come uh, visit us down here. Maybe. We could. I might do that. Go to Philadelphia tomorrow. Got a show there. He sounds maybe like. Maybe we'll stop by. All right. All, All right, right, Kenny. Let's, I'll, Shout yeah, outs to Apples, maybe? Yep. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Always uh, a rousing call from Kenny Basil. sound too good. No, Kenny yeah. and those Apples, man. Kind of sound like you got like, punched in the head or something like that. Lost his Apples. You know, like, yeah, something like that. Uh, by the way, for other callers and listeners who want to call in, it's 718-497-2128 to be here live in studio. We love callers. They're fun. And tonight, we have some very special guests, one of which sitting next to me is Griffin Rue, say hello, Griffin. There he is. Hello, Griffin. And, uh, hello. It's been a while since you were I here. Am. Hey, Griffin. Got your uh, axe looking hot. You Can got, you uh, see right now? He has a he has a, a guitar strap with guitar strap with stars on it. We're actually sitting in the dark almost. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel comfortable playing in the dark? I love it. I prefer it because last what was it? Last Halloween. That was last, last Halloween. Last yeah. Halloween, I was here and I brought my saw and I was here with my dear friend Emily McMaster. Yes. Telling Spooky Albuquerque stories, absolutely and about Kool Aid and followers and scary cults and stuff. So, you know, uh, that, that's absolutely right. And Emily uh, is here. Say hello, Emily. This is Emily McMaster. She's a very hello. special guest and hello. frequent guest. We have her. Yeah, Powerful. Hello. There hello. I am. There you are. I can hear myself now. Uh, and of course, we will hear some stories. We are making up now for our uh, inability to cover Halloween. 
That happens. Legal fashion. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, okay. Well, you know, uh, it's interesting that you're back now. It seems as though the two of you have been up to quite a bit. I know Griffin just got back from London. What were you doing out there? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What are you... <laughs> surprised you asked me that. I was out there, I was out there because um, uh, my great-grandfather is an artist called Alexander Calder, and there was this piece being performed where he has a big mobile that these people were actually hitting with sticks. Like a, mo- a mobile is like... Um, a mobile is like when they hang, when like a thing rotates and hangs from a string, I think. Pretty much. And this one was on the ground, but it's still rotated, and it's pretty big. It has a span of, I think, like 12 feet or something like that. But there are four female percussionists at this museum called the Tate that were hitting it with mallets, and it would rotate and kind of conduct them, and then they'd run back, and they'd play different percussion instruments really fast looking at the mobile. So Sounds I was, like I was, performance I was art. there... I was there to see that. How long right. was this uh, performance piece? It, I saw the dress rehearsal, and then I saw two performances, but there were supposed to be five, I think. I did, the whole thing's like half an hour long, but the guy, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but Safe. I hear tell that you know the reason why they cut down the performances is because hitting now, you know, sculptures with oh, sticks is not like we a, good call way, a good way to conserve them. And hey, kind of hey, call her. Let me ask hey, you Kenny something. Basil. Oh, Kenny, what's up, man? Listen, uh, hey, man, I, I just heard people have been calling and pretending to be me. I'm pretty uh, bummed. Well, look, Kenny, I don't know your voice well enough. We have so many callers, and uh, hey, but I got a question for you, Kenny. Crazy. I mean, you know, you could- Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> yeah. What's your opinion yeah. on what's your opinion on hitting hitting rotating sculptures with sticks? I'm not for it. I think you should hit it with pipes. All right, pipes, yeah. Griffin, not sticks. Sticks aren't hard enough for rotating sculpture. Oh, you right. need to get a, a lead pipe or some kind of, you know, forged steel. But it's the message that's being brought. Am I right? It's a good, uh, yeah. Sounds yeah. like it sounds like Kenny's mad at the sculptures. Yeah. He doesn't well, like the arts. Well, thank you, Kenny. You got anything else to say to the Gunwash listeners uh, now that you're on? I hung up on Oh, okay, sorry. That's okay. That. Well, Griffin, so you were in London. The, uh, there was the sculpture, the female percussionist banging it and running back and forth playing percussion. That must have been amazing. It sounds awesome. It was pretty unreal, actually. I can't imagine that. It was pretty that. unreal. <laughs> um, and then they stopped it. They thought it was just, you know, don't abuse the sculptures and, you know, leave them Pretty all. much. I think it was, it was a big tangle, you know, a mess. Like, the people whose job it is to conserve the artwork, they weren't so happy with it. And the guy who owned it, I think, just allowed for it to be performed for the first time in, like, 30-some years or something like that. So, so it was kind of a historic thing. And they only had three hours to put it together and actually rehearse the thing, too. So they did mm. an amazing job, all things considered. Um, but you know, half the time it was kind of that piece of the trip. And then the other half was really getting to know people a little bit better who live in Hackney and who are part of the folk music kind of scene in there and everything. And, um, and there's just like really wonderful kids there in that kind of little, little collective scene with folk music and stuff. And, uh, so I got to sleep on top of a shelf in one of their apartments for the three days, like a bookshelf, or like it was more. It like was a, like someone had built what, like a like an upper bunk without the lower bunk for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like they could have just had it. Ah, on it's the like, ground, like those but, cartoons when uh, when the dude was sleeping in the dresser. You yeah, know, so I was that guy exactly. You know, Armando, don't you feel like you would like as a curator might be like you need to respect performance art. 
And if breaking this sculpture is part of the performance, then that has to go on. Of course. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And besides, you could always build another fucking sculpture. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and you have a new album coming out. It's music that you've produced and created. And it is called... Make sure I get this right. El Triptophan. That's the name of the project. That's yeah. the name of the project. Yeah, yeah, Excuse yeah. me. The band. Don't uh, don't let me. Uh, do you speak another language? Like, how do you know that word? Triptoph- triptophan. Yeah. That's a really good question. I remember when I thought of the name. I don't know how I know the how I knew the word. Probably from a commercial, like one of those pharmaceutical commercials or something like. Oh that. dear. So I'm seeing. I'm getting I had wrong. a question about that. What's the what's the like the the fucking thing in Turkey where they say it makes you fall asleep? That's not oh, tryptophan because that is tryptophan. That's tryptophan. Yeah, tryptophan, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, tryptophan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, melatonin also, Jack. Like they well, have. There's a supplement for melatonin that helps you sleep. Yes. The, 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 these are some of the the ambient sounds of that record that right. we have on. Oh right yeah. Now, so so right but the, the album. I mis- I made a mistake. The album is Guilt Vacation. Or is that also wrong? Yeah, no, that's right. That's the name okay. of, the, of the album. Exactly. And what does that mean? Guilt Vacation? Guilt Vacation. It's funny, like, these phrases, El Triptophan, Guilt Vacation, they're kind of, for me, they mean a lot of different kinds of things, and they're very, uh, like, biogra- autobiographical kinds of things. So it's, it's not so much the meaning of the words necessarily as the time and the place. So, like, you know, El Triptophan... Actually, Odetta and I did a tour after we graduated from Bard, and I was driving back from the Bay Area alone, and we our tour had taken like two months or something, but I drove back in less than five days because I was just hightailing it back to New York. Mm. And I was in Wyoming or something, and it must have been eight in the morning, and I was just talking to myself, trying to stay awake and listening to As com- you comedy. Should. Yeah. And I, I looked at myself in the rearview mirror, and I said, El Tryptophan, and I thought it was the funniest goddamn thing I'd ever so heard. Well, that's like, that type of, that's like that type of word that if you saw, if you wrote that really big down the street, like, it yeah. looks dope. Yeah, like a tag. Tryptophan. Yeah. You, like, you've, heard, you've heard of Sleepy. This is, this is uh, Deepy. Um, so that sounds spooky, which is great. Especially these sounds are very, very fitting for tonight, as we do have Emily McMaster here, who is going to help us tonight tell some stories, or rather, she's going to tell the stories. And Emily, it's wonderful to see you. It's good to see you too. You seem. I feel like, like she has like an invisible cauldron in front of yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, you're in a great place. You are. Uh, I like your sweatshirt. Thank Still you. wearing all black except for the Chanel out the. Logo. I like to call it channel because it's very clearly fake. Gotcha. Um, and you are here tonight. Yes, for the fourth year in a row. For the it's one of my favorite Can you days of the year. That? Can you believe that? And now, so recently, I don't know, for those listeners who get us uh, on the internet, which is Sorry. the only way you can get us. Um, this is where I have to remind everybody, this is where I met Odetta, so I'm very, this is very emotional. I, I brought Odetta here. You brought Odetta into my oh, life. Oh, 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 yes. that was the episode. So right. The first, the first right. gun wash I told spooky stories, Odetta was Odetta on was the here, violin. And she yeah. played. Um, now... I did actually. If you saw, if you saw the, the cover for tonight's uh, show, I did um, use a still from your uh, from your video on Vimeo. So I went to. Uh, oh, you were there, Armando. There was an art show at Emily's. At yeah. Emily's. She had an art uh, event. There was a lot of great stuff in there, and one of which was her video. Now, what kind of art are you doing right now? I mean, because um, I've seen it, but I want you to describe it how you <laughs> feel it is. Because I might say it wrong. You know, I don't know everything. About I'm kind it. of interested of how of how you would say it, but um, no, I've been. You know, classically tra- trained as a printmaker, and that's what I've been concentrating in for years now, doing paper art, whether it's bookbinding or exacto blade work. And recently, I've just been kind of branching out into photography and video work, and kind of teaching myself how to edit. 
and some interactive stuff. Yes. Yes. See, that's not so bad. I, I like <laughs> the that. description. That's okay. Yeah. It All is. right. Um, well, I was doing some videos based on sort of female endurance, based on some kinky activities, um, right. but they could be described more of like just beautiful jackass videos, where okay. I kind of put myself through physical challenges and record the outcome. So now, listen, Jack and Odetta are my lovely producers. Yeah. I, I, we want to tell a story and we want to play a song, but it is nine twenty. Shall we start a story? What kind of clock are you looking at, bro? Well, it's nine eighteen. Seventeen. Okay, we fine. got time. Can All right, we do, fair can enough. We, let's get a story right before the. All right, great break. idea. Okay. Great idea. How's you want to tell song? a story? So this, song it says, huh? Well, no, we're going to do a story first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're got three to... minutes. Uh, the that's Skinwalker right. story is what's on my outline now. If you'd like to <laughs> do that one, I think that's great. Yeah, well, I know you guys kind of bring me on every year just to hear about Skinwalkers because I won't talk about them in New Mexico. It's kind of a Voldemort situation where oh, we see. don't want to tempt the omniscient presence of. Navajo witches, and to catch up my listeners, I talked about skinwalkers on the show before. Um, they're omniscient beings, um, classically speaking, witches from the Navajo Nation, and they are shapeshifters. So, you know, kind of an archetype that exists in many different cultures, whether it's the werewolf or the wendigo, you know, the human that transforms into an animal with devious intent, evil intent. And so I enjoy telling these stories every year because it really creeps you out in particular. And I love Tengu stories. Mm, well, I have a brand new one from a friend that happened rather recently. Oh, wow. Uh, this is late-breaking. Yes, and Odetta's met him. His name's Armani. And with what a name, he's only you know, bringing us the best of material all the time. So I've described you know, the outskirts of Albuquerque before. Very dark, desert roads, often peppered with casinos. Um, which with, goes without saying are on Indian reservations. So sort of have that air of caution going through them because skinwalkers to you might be a story, but back home they are very real. So I have a friend. He works at the casino. If I have any people from New Mexico listening, um, the Isleta Casino in particular. So he's driving to work, and on his way he sees a fresh roadkill on the side of the road. And I'm talking flattened through the ribs. Bloody, matted hair, coyote. Clearly dead. So he kind of slows down and swerves around it. It's kind of a common occurrence in the desert. So he goes to work, finishes his shift, and continues on home. And as he's going home, he encounters, he sees it coming up again because he's taking the same road. Kind of slows down a bit. And as he approaches it, it stands up this clearly battered, mutilated animal. And as I mentioned before, you know, skinwalkers are shapeshifters. So immediately he slams the brakes. And as he does, this mutilated roadkill that just stood up stands up on his hind legs and starts inching towards his car. And that's when he guns it and gets out of there, right? But that's not the end of the story. Um... And I think I can wrap this up quickly. Uh, he had told me this months ago, and I called him when the show was coming up to, you know, kind of get a refresher on what exactly happened, where it happened, etc. And he said his aunt recently had had an encounter with a skinwalker, a neighbor of hers that she was suspicious of, because she had recently chased a coyote away from her chickens that she was raising, and she got it in the leg with a baseball bat. And then the next day, her neighbor, kind of a very suspicious 
fellow. She always made her uneasy. His leg was broken. And it really creeped her out and gave her the chills. And one day comes knocking at her door for something, you know, mundane. Maybe an ingredient for a recipe. But you're never supposed to make eye contact with the skinwalker. Anyway, weeks pass and she has this building pain in her stomach. Every day is just getting worse and worse. Debilitating pain. She's starting to think maybe she has appendicitis or an ulcer. Um, She starts coughing up a little blood. She's cramped over. She becomes eventually debilitated and goes to the hospital. And the doctors can't quite figure out what's wrong with her, so they put her through an x-ray. And what they found was three strands of barbed wire embedded in her stomach. And apparently she's scheduled for surgery to have them removed, but there's no explanation for how they got there. Oh, she's scheduled? Yes. Oh, she has barbed wire in her stomach right now? Yes. I called him a few days ago to... She really... So that was an example of how these beings... The fear they instill for their potential to curse people. Do you think the coyote that the woman hit is related to the coyote on the road? Or is that totally different? It could be. Yeah. Wow. This seems How do you to get be something barbed- in his family that is following them. He really told you in a real way, like, I'm telling you, this my she has barbed wire in her stomach, and we don't know how it got there. Yes. I tried to get him on the radio today. I wanted him to call oh, in. I don't and, want to make it. I, would, but, um, must be, I don't, I don't want, want to upset. steal my thunder also. Okay. Well, that's fair. Well, that was an incredible story. Yeah, right? So what is the... Sorry. I know we're going to go to music in a, sec- in a second. But what is actually the definition of, like, a skinwalker? Like, uh... Well, I... I wish I could give it justice in its um in the Navajo language and uh, it translates literally as he who walks on all fours. Okay. But is someone who practices witchcraft within um, the nation and is gifted certain evil powers by committing a great evil, oftentimes killing a member of your family. It's like a gang member, except magic. Sacrifice. Well, yes. that was very very scary. We have Ooh. plenty plenty more to talk about here on Gunwash, and of Let's course we have some live we'll come music. Come back with a song from. Uh, Great idea. Everyone, uh, thank you for tuning in to Gunwash. We'll be back back in just a few minutes. Here's Herbert Spliffington. Live caller, 718-497-2128. Gunwash.com. Gunwash. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What up, dude? Yeah, how's it going? How's it going, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's going fine. We're uh-huh. trying to figure out we're trying to figure out what the sound yeah, is. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, so what's feeling up, dude? Good? You feeling good? I know who this is. No, you don't. I do. You don't know hey, you know nothing, man. You don't know nothing about where I'm from, my part of town. Well that I definitely don't know. Yeah, you don't know, man. Is this a prank I'm call? The, I'm from the yeah. rough part of town, man. Oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> 
Reading something about the uh, 1977 blackout. Yeah, what happened? And uh, nah, it's like familiar to this right now because like. Yeah, now we keep losing power. I don't know. That's okay. Know Jeremy happened. must have like fucking yeah. angered some spirit. We're know. getting cursed. We're getting angered. That's okay. It's not even. It's not even. A, hey, listen. It's not even a big deal. Listen, we're on Gunwash. We're here. We're we're with uh, Griffin Rue and Emily McMaster. Great, uh, scary story in the first segment. We're gonna play some music now. I know Griffin has a new album coming out from his project. I call it a band. He calls it a project. Whatever. Same I mean, that's the. Thing. I think that's the no, best yeah, way to yeah, call yeah. it. It's a project. No, okay. It's called group man, get it right. It's group. There you go. 
There you go. I'm always uh, behind on the uh, new stuff. The slang? Yep, you got it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, and of course, uh, El Triptovan is the name, Griffin Rue. And uh, I think right now we are going to play a song live here on Gunwash. If you're okay, you ready for that? I'm ready for that. Okay, great. Let's do this. Jack, you all set? Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Griffin Rue with a song off his album, Guilt Vacation. Throw that thing over here. Attention approaching the girl Sticky sawdust batons twirl Tail feathers dress an old wound Foot servants jumping through hoops Syntax static scrawled across her face So romantic A true romantic Her language on papyrus And I must be its victim The trouble talking to you your words inflame my symptoms Syntax static, just a classic stuttered case So romantic A true romantic Perky antennae, eyelash whips Birthmark kisses and baby maker hips Control your impulses Just to stay sane Boiling over Sputter down the drain Searched for something to say while you turn away. The space in between what I say and what I mean is syntax static. I'm a crooked smile king. So romantic. Syntax static is never ending. Attention 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 Approaching the girl Approaching the girl Sticky sawdust Batons twirl Tail feathers Dress an old wound Foot servants jumping through hoops, syntax static, scrawling. 
across her face So romantic A true romantic Very nice. I like that song. Very, very challenging uh, to play sitting in this reclining chair. We're trying to make it, you know, easier for musicians to. uh, Well, anyway, that was excellent. Yeah, very nice. I'm glad Uh, you liked it. Thank you. What was the name of the song? Sorry. That was called Syntax Static. Syntax Static, motherfucking (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) Sounds like a song for Jeremy, too. That was awesome, yeah. Why why, why, why does it sound like it's. For Jeremy. Jeremy's in here, like, for what? Yeah. For what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why? Because the oh, words he was man. reciting, man, they were quite pleasant. See? Here's where we disconnect on music. All right. Take it away, brother. <laughs> I listened to the sound of the music that was being played. I listened to the words. I didn't listen to the words. Armando's very, very literal. He likes Armando the literature. The I didn't listen to the words. <laughs> All right. Fine. Well, it was that, that one was so for the you. The sound didn't feel like my sound. You're a syntax killer. Motherfucker! If the words mashed up, then that's something else. All right, his heartbeat is boom, boom, bap. Fair enough. Well, that was wonderful. Thank you, Griffin Rue, and uh, you know, this is not the only one in studio tonight. We also have Emily Monster on the guitar. Man, he's very good on the guitar. What that is? (laughs) All right, troublemaker, troublemaker in the studio. Yeah, looking crazy. But I like that. I like I that about you. Emily, I'm trying to get Yeah, so yeah, we're trying to get more scared. That's right. Emily is here. By the way, you know, sitting Paul Glover is sitting right behind me. I didn't I totally forgot to mention that. That's my fault. Hey, Paul. Yeah. I mentioned he, it uh, earlier. Yep. Paul you Glover, know, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> and you know he uh, worked on the... I imagine Paul was Kenny Basil this whole time. Yo. That's a magic trick. I wish. Mind blown. You know, Paul also is a visual artist. He's been working on a lot of stuff as well. Well, he also did Griffin's album cover, oh, the Guild Vacation. That. Oh, so we got like a whole family of artistic room, interweaving. Collective. Yeah, he, uh, Paul was working on the, well, he's he just did the Dean, he works for Kuntz. You know that? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I don't know, guy. but I want to learn. I wanna you love your fucking him. job? I love your fucking job. I'm glad. He's very thankful. He's learned a lot. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I got a whole lot of questions for you. Paul's gonna, gonna, yeah, get, yeah, we're gonna to save him for later, though. motherfucker. No, no, I'm actually trying to get scared. Agreements. No, I know. Yeah, he's not allowed to talk I'm about that. Because Coons is so fucking important. His information is a sacred. I'm trying to get spooked case. out. Yeah, he. We're, about the dog. I know. I was gonna say, Paul, you must be really scared all the time because Emily tells such great scary stories. <laughs> She's spooked. Tell you a bedtime story. Don't sleep. Don't sleep at all. I wouldn't either. Hey, you want to tell another one? Yeah, well, I'm kind of switching gears here. Sure. I've been working in Midtown the past week, and hearing all the sleigh bells ring, are you listening, has really kind of thrown my my Halloween vibe off. It seems inappropriate to stick with scary stories, and also appropriate to put some in the vault for next year. So I'm kind of switching gears here. Fair enough, yeah. Thinking more of a, you know, year-round applicable things to freak out about, mostly conspiracy theories. So I thought I'd talk about a few of my favorite ones, hopefully some that are a little bit obscure I yeah hope hope the listeners don't spend as much time in the bowels of reddit like i do um otherwise what i'm going to talk Ooh, about you will put sound it like that bowels of reddit that's yeah some, i've seen some bad shit on that's there so, so descriptive like evan it. is like an expert i try to avoid it i wonder if there's a bowels subreddit yeah oh there's gotta be, there's gotta <laughs> be <right. laughs> um you know i it always comes back to new mexico doesn't it well that's there's nothing wrong with that 
I mean, it's where I'm from, for people that don't know, and it's what feels very natural to talk about. It's scary out there, right? Yeah, well, it's very paranormal. You have a lot of different energies. How many times do you say that every day, like New Mexico? New Mexico's weird. I say that pretty frequently. No, but you have, you know, mountains full of atomic weapons. You have UFO sightings. You have a lot of military bases, um, just to name a few. Not to mention the some witches mi- I brought up earlier. Some missile yeah. silos. I know witches. Well, missile right. silos. It's interesting you say that because that's similar to what I was going to talk about. Um, this I have a- these psychic powers. I think it's very scary, but I'll save that for later. I am scared of that. <laughs> yeah, you're like the protagonist of a Stephen King. I just novel. don't know how to use my psychic powers. Um, so what I want to can I say, can I say uh, one thing? No, never yeah, mind, no, never no, mind. Say, no, no, say it. No, no, no. no. Do you say- really do you really like Stephen King? I love Stephen King. Okay, Are you yeah, kidding yeah. me? No, nah, I just want to. Okay, we can we can talk about. Do you love Stephen? Oh, no, like Jack's like no, nah, stop I don't know. it. I don't know. I read, no, I read a few Stephen King. Let's let's hear the it's story. It's like I brought you on for original content. Let's hear the story. No, no, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to ruin. I, I like Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack loves. A lot, loves of, respect, a lot yeah, of respect yeah. for Stephen King. He loves that guy. Yeah, he's, he's like the rich. American dream personified. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was that was bad. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry. Um. So I wanted to talk about a lesser known conspiracy theory, sort of. The strange step cousin to Area 51. Sure. Which is called the Dolce Base in northern New Mexico. A personal favorite of my partner, Paul Glover. Mm. Um, partner. So, Dolce is a town in northern New Mexico, the population about 900 to 1,500 people, very, very tiny. But back in the 40s, it was kind of a large military center. They were building roads, there was a lot of activity happening. And around 1947, this lumber company came in built a bunch of roads, but there's not really any recorded evidence of any lumber actually being brought into the town. It's weird. 1947. Yeah. yeah, and so some time passed. It's kind of a desolate area, very forested. Northern Mexico isn't the, you know, dry, cacti-studded place that you picture. It's very forested. Anyway, some years pass. Around the 70s, strange things start to happen around Dolce. Mm. You know, your lights in the sky... The occasional flying saucer. And I mean the classic ones. Sure. The silver ones. Disc shit. Oh, oh, silver. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, on the more gruesome end, some cattle mutilations. Terrible. You know, these bodies were looked into these, um, you know, leftover mammals on the side of the road, which seems to be a theme tonight. And they were found with a mysterious silver substance on them, high levels of potassium and magnesium. All things indicated that some unnatural activity had been going on around the area. Anyway, so people from Albuquerque, where I'm from, got very involved. Um, Some electricians, some ex-military, and they started picking up signals that they couldn't find the source to. And the signals seemed to be coming from underground. Now, there's been photos of construction happening around Dolce that would hint at an underground silo, if you will. Deep underground base, dumbs. Well, not just a base, too, but a, a base that spreads out through the entire Southwest. We're talking tunnels, oh, like whoa. a veritable honeycomb of military activity underground. But not just involving humans. Here's the interesting thing. With all these UFO sightings in northern Mexico, especially around Dolce, people began to see beings that weren't exactly human. You know, your sort of classic gray-skinned alien. The tall grays. The tall grays, and then there's the reptilians. See, I was going to ask you about the reptilians. The reptilians, well, both were sighted around Dolce. Like walking around or like... Not taking a stroll. Yeah, you know, getting some fresh air, Aaron. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. So, 
What makes this very interesting is there are rumored entrances to this underground base, right? And so you have a very tiny group of your molders searching for this. Sure. And then there is a particular experiment that kind of sent shivers through the community. You know, walking into the studio tonight, I saw a sticker that said frack with a big X through it. Yeah. Well, one of the first instances of this happening was in Dolce. So they did an underground nuclear blast. Now, they were saying they were doing it to, you know, release natural gases. Which is fucking such bullshit, obviously. Yeah. But people of another opinion will tell you that they were doing this because the reptilians and the greys were starting to argue underground. They were starting to battle. And so before they could get above ground, the government had to go in and destroy the entire thing. And the cover-up was that it was fracking, that it was for energy purposes. That fracking shit can't be real. Not even, in, not just in this fucking situation, but yeah. like, it can't be real. I don't even know what that means. They're like, but you can go to Dolce now and go to the plaque. It was called Operation Project Gas Buggy. Gas Buggy. A very mysterious, sudden need to detonate a bomb underground. Yeah, like, what, like, why this, why, why so sudden? You know, like, scary as hell. Hmm. You ever seen any of the reptilians? Or? No, I've seen a UFO, but not a, um, not a flying saucer. There's a big difference. Emily, have you ever seen anyone, like, lately around here, and, like, you know, in Brooklyn especially, like, uh... Suspicious. Suspicious that may come from that type of nature? No, but... Because there's a lot of no, tall people. Well, interesting you should there's a ask. a lot of tall people in Bushwick. I once knew this guy in Albuquerque that always freaked people out because he would say things that normal people wouldn't say as if he was trying to blend in. <laughs> I know a guy like that. Like, our friends would be like, oh, you know, this is what I want to name my first child or something. And he would go like, well, don't the humans wait until the kids are born before they name them? Oh, wow. That's awesome. And he was one of those people who would scan oh. the room with his eyes every time people walked in and kind of move and jerking... Like- yeah. Movements pick up data and yeah. If he was in Brooklyn, he'd be probably a well-known performance artist. But yeah. back there, it gave us goosebumps. <laughs> if he was in Brooklyn, oh, actually no. If he was in London, he would be hitting a rotating sculpture with sticks. Or, or pipes. as a piece, he would probably be a piece like standing around. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does he look like that? I don't know. Well, listen, that was scary as heck again. Um, the- thank you, Emily McMaster, for another great bone chiller from out in the desert, New Mexico. Um, Spliff, you ready? You do it right this time or no? Yeah, no, yeah, no. Well, whatever. Um, plenty more to come here on the show. We do every Thursday. It's called Gunwash. We're on gunwash.com. Spliffington's here. I think we're connected this time. But who knows? Maybe we're not. Hey, Griffin, I remember when we were driving across the country and we were telling stories to keep each other awake. Um, you mentioned something about your dad seeing some flying saucers. Is that right? Yeah, I heard the second half of that story recently. Uh-huh. Because he's been telling me the same flying saucer story since I was a kid, and it never really changed. And then he revealed? Well, actually, it turns out my uncle, the same day, without knowing it, saw a flying saucer. But then they figured out they'd seen it on the same day. It may have been the same flying ship or just a bunch of flying ships. But my father told me... There was this flying saucer that was 10 yards, no, more than that, maybe 20 yards away from him. They're That's just not many yards. It's the same. 
20 yards. That's not many yards. It's pretty close. Yeah, man. Driving at the same speed. I mean, flying at the same speed as, as the car. And he was he was with his mom and his brother, I guess. Um, but then it turns out that morning, his brother had seen a ship flying over the car. And then they, he stayed over at a house they're going to. And they went back to the city. And my father saw the flying UFO. And they didn't know for 20 years. You know, you must love this stuff because I know you love magic. Well, I, I, <laughs> what a segue, man. That yeah, well, crazy. listen, I'm uh, fully pro. prepared. <laughs> well, I do, I do. No, I, I know. This is not a segue. I know that you like magic. I, Griffin, love, I, love, I love magic. We met you last year. Like Griffin yeah. was giving me magic lessons for some time. He was giving me magic, period. So, wait, wait, wait. He was exposing the secrets? Yes, well, very- Should I, like, kill him? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. not acceptable, right? Um, you well, can, shit. Yeah, you can just you can just look on YouTube for all the secrets, pretty much. But we were doing we were doing lessons just informally. Like YouTube we ruining out magic, parties basically. And, uh, YouTube's ruining everything. Fuck YouTube. Yeah, post magic. Post YouTube. Post magic. Post YouTube. All right. Well, lots and lots of mystical, scary stuff going on this evening. We are ready for Herbert Spliffington now to play. We'll be back in just a few minutes with Griffin Rue and Emily McMaster. Woo! Paul's also here. Say hi, Paul. Listen, now he's he's just as much. He's the ghost. He's the star. He's the ghost star. Okay. Gunwatch.com. 718-497-2128. We're here. You're there. (laughs) (laughs) Pull up that. Yeah. 
Caller. Doesn't matter to me. Hey, what's up, brother? Welcome to Gunwad. Hey, talk to me. Caller. Yeah. You sound great. I love your I love the points that you bring to the table here on our show. Thank you. Hey. Caller. Caller. Hello. Hello, caller. Hello, I've got two alligators here. They just keep backing into each other. I'm out here in Margate. Dude, I know all about those alligators. They are insane. I can't get rid of them. Yeah, man. Well, listen. My grandmother, uh, may she rest in peace, used to live in Boca Raton, and she used to use a broom. She used to use a broom to get the alligators out of her house. So you could try that. Good luck, buddy. I tried to fly swatter. No, you gotta get uh, gotta get something bigger. Okay, thanks. Well, this one is like a horror movie, originated by Ipopa Sancho in a style. Sin, ah, uh, Adam Verse, come and fetch his vampire, make with his vampire. Well, this one is like a horror movie, originated by Ipopa Sancho in a style. Sin, ah, uh, Yeah, that's what I forgot to bring. Some holy water. Oh, right. Yeah, man. You don't want to. You got to chase vampire. This what says. Well, that's thank you for tuning in. Segments are all fucking. We're all upside down. Come on, man. What's I like on? it. No, it's good. Just cheer up. It's, it's, I, I feel great. Um, I wanted to, as you know, Griffin mentioned me on, on the break, and it is true. I should. We should actually talk about that there is a record release happening. Am I right or am I wrong? Record release, uh, Trans-Pecos in Ridgewood, Queens, uh, Wednesday. Excellent. Wait, that, what that, is that? What's, what's the place called? It's called Trans-Pecos, but people around here call it Trans-Pecos. Okay. Trans-Pecos. That's where Wyatt has that. Yeah, fuck is that that, that I, used spot? Have a, I used to have a fucking studio oh, space. Oh, that was there. our studio space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our studio I space, used to have dog. a space there. Like, I. That would be an Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, can you believe and that? No, no, no. I can't. I can't. That's very spooky. Wow. Because... 
You really thought you were going to tattoo in that spot. I didn't realize it was going to be... Is this complaint corner? No, 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 no. I didn't realize... Okay, yeah, you are right that that was crazy to think about. But I didn't dog. think... Dog. I didn't no think it was windows. Be, yeah, no yeah, windows, yeah, yeah. dog. I didn't, I didn't think. I didn't think. No I windows. Think. It was, uh, you know... We were bugging. We were bugging. Why did we do that? I don't know. We yeah, stood in there together out. and we said, let's do it. That's no, I, I, I need a studio. No, no, no. But, it. but wait, but so wait, wait, wait. I did it. Let's yeah. just be clear, though. Griffin's not performing up where we were, but he's, there's a space downstairs. No, it's a beautiful space. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know what? And, and what's his face? He's cool. Of course. I'm not mad at him. He's cool. Thanks, buddy. Of course. Who's that person? Todd P. Who are you talking about? No, Wyatt. Our we don't pal. have to name Wyatt. He's cool. No, no, no. I'm not mad at him. We could name Wyatt. Wyatt was on Gunwash. He's the fucking star of Gunwash. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to Wyatt. And Shouts so wait, and downstairs, so you're going to be, now, I have to tell you, you got to fill that space, though, because it's kind of weird if you don't fill it. It's an awesome space. It's a great show, too. The bill is killer. There's this guy, Dave Harrington, actually, Odetta went to high school with him, but okay, he's kind of cool. blown up. He's part of, he's half of Dark Side. He's, he's playing this guy, Elliot Krimsky, dear friend of mine from this band, Glass Ghost, is opening. Then we've got Poor St. Willow, who just toured with the Antlers. It's kind of like killer, kind of all star, like alt rock New York bill. You got how you gonna Super we we gotta get you know I think it, you know it's close to where I live, and I really think we should like pack the place. It's Wednesday. What's, what's the cover charge? Yeah, what's Wednesday, the, ten bucks. It's all ages. Yeah. First person to email jackinsley at gmail dot com gets a comp ticket courtesy yeah. of Gunwash. Yeah, and by Ooh, the way, we buy that ticket for I you. S- completely. Kenny Basil is disqualified from the contest. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny he could come with some better calls, and then maybe he'd be. I'm saying included. that was a good joke. Um, not you. that I don't like, I, you know, I love Kenny, but come on with this nonsense. Speaking of good jokes. Yeah, I love that song, buddy. That song still is scary to me. Nah. As as long that um everyone likes it, I'm excited and uh, but I do want to know f- some more. I have some personal questions sure. that I want to ask to our tonight to, to tonight's guest. I want to know. I should ask this earlier. But he mentioned something about a a, a, a guilt vacation. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I know you went to London recently, but uh, what was the, like your longest vacation? I don't. Uh, want, I don't want to talk about uh, myself in, a, in like my a, segment. Like you mean the classic vacation? Yeah. Like what was like the longest vacation? Like you ever like a real it's vacation? A classic vacation. Um, probably sometime when I went on like one of those high school trips and we were supposed to be doing some kind of project like a bunch of kids you know go fly somewhere i went to china for a month i had like a work study program in high school so i studied with a sculptor in china for a month i mean i don't take long i never took a long vacation like a long long vacation but that was like an i mean i felt like i was there for like a year oh wow it's such a foreign i mean it's like an alternate universe a vacation to me is like not having to use any technology for like a while and then you know having some sort of like pleasant reaction why is Aaron saying no those people fold under pressure you know nobody really nobody really takes those any anymore right we all kind of fold under pressure after a couple days and check our email well sometimes I've been working on this. Um, you know what's spooky to me recently? Check this out. I've been saying the word spooky because I love saying that word. It reminds me of like cereal and milk in the morning and like chopped bananas. 
<laughs> but I, okay. I really, really like saying that word. But this is chick- yo. Look at this brace I got, right? And it's a scary thing. This happened on my birthday. Like I broke my um, my kneecap on my birthday for no reason. I wasn't, as everyone knows, as like you know the gunwash audience knows. I don't have reckless behavior, but like a random accident happened on my birthday, and I think that's a little scary. And like I don't know, I want to catch up with. Um, can I interject here? Yeah, I want to know something about you, so you stay there. Keep going, ask me. Every year I'm on this show, uh-huh. you describe some insane accident that you just experienced. I know. Is so this I don't like quite believe that this is an isolated happening. Uh, skateboarding? So every year you're like, I fell off scaffolding and almost died. Well, check this out. That was, I don't even know. I don't know. There's something wrong with me. And it always happens near my birthday. And I think that's a, a, that could be a, a bit horrific. Spooky. What's a lunar? I want to learn. I've been trying to get educated. I've been stuck at home for like three weeks, not going outside. And here's where we're talking about lunar, spelled L, double O N E R, not L U N A R, like uh-huh. the lunar cycle. Oh yeah, that's, I was gonna say the the correct spelling after, but <laughs> uh, are you referring to the recent photographs I've been taking? Yes. Yes. Um, well, lunar is someone that fetishizes balloons it could be the latex involved which it certainly is the case for me it could be the vulnerability and the anticipation of the popping Mm -hmm. oh i know do you so what's my legs what is it about the the balloon that is so sexy you know is it bold it's because it's bulging right well it's it's taut yeah yeah, it's tight it's full it smells good it's dangerous it gives you a scare you know, I've been doing these photographs with my friends where basically I convince them to come over and I take like, I say semi-pornographic because there's an entire genre of just people holding balloons, uh-huh. okay, yeah, but so it's also yeah. just like a friendly Monday night activity at my house. Um, but yeah, it's a whole subgenre, a whole fetish of um, what does, people exploring. What does ASMR stand for? Do you know? There are like so many videos on YouTube. The whispering white women. I don't know. It's oh an ASMR balloon that? sounds. There are so many. You know, oh, bal- Paul, Paul's raising his hand because I think he really wants to answer hey, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. ASMR auto sensory meridian response. Ooh, thank you. Very cool. Can you can you give us an example? A little louder. That's a trigger right there. Hey, uh, yeah, they say trigger. That's right, Paul. These videos say like they're a trigger. So hey. so like here's one of the videos. I'm gonna just cue it up real quick. So there's there's a woman and her nails are here and she's just. So it's the first time I'm. Oh wow, this is a long video. Oof. Sticky finger Jeez. sounds on balloon. Oh yeah, yeah, so that's like, terrible. Yeah, blast that. Oh yeah, you like and that? Ugh. Yeah. It's practically the only thing he could make. He would try to make other mm. animals, but you like that. You like you actually enjoy that, right? Like you find it to be a sensory thing you enjoy. Yeah, for me, it's less about the sound and more of the reminder of what a balloon feels like and smells like. I love latex. It, and, like, its potential to pop, right? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. For me, it's a very... Uh, potential to pop. That sounds so real. You know, sometimes sometimes I'll listen, like, there's... On the internet, like, I find, like, square wave tapes that are, like... like That are, like, the waveforms are a certain frequency that if you listen, listen to them, to they're, they're meditative. But mm-hmm. this, I don't get. I mean, I get it. Well, this is a little uncomfortable, and I feel like right. that's what's that's attractive what, about it. Ah, I yeah. see. Because it is uncomfortable. It makes you adjust. You know what makes me uncomfortable? Uncomfortable weather balloons. Me too. 
They're like big, and then they could like you t- are often, not alone. often government excuses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Another conspiracy. Oh, some swamp gas and a weather balloon. Call it a goddamn day. Hey, do you I'll have a, buy it for a second? Do you have another story? Um, well, I just want to kind of chat with you guys about. Go ahead. Yeah, Armando, what do you believe in? Do you subscribe well, to any particular conspiracy theory? No, I'm not subscribed because I'm too scared all the time, and yeah. I'm one of those people that like just buries their head into the sand when it comes <laughs> to stuff like that. <clears throat> but. Well, you're like a prime candidate then. Yeah, pretty much, I guess. So I'm like one of the first people that actually like dies, so I'd rather just like die. And just like <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, I, I think conspiracy theories <laughs> yeah. as an idea is really, are really interesting because they make a statement, and they provide facts that can't be tested nor proven, so no one can really argue against them because they're just kind of blanket statements that aren't based in reality. So they get into human paranoia... Um, suspicion and just kind of this really hu- human quality that we all have. You know? Like, imagine me and with bags under my eyes because of that type of stuff. Like, imagine, being, yeah, like it'll be like, I don't know. Oh, could you be scared all the time? Yeah, and paranoid. You know, and it's interesting because I have, I, I also don't, I also don't like wouldn't want to like activate anything. That's why I try to keep the stuff out of my mind. But I, and you know, I we talked about this on the show, Emily, when you were here. Also, like we, I used to listen to a lot of Art Bell. And a lot of uh, coast to coast stuff, and got into you ever been to Infowars? Yeah, of course. Yo, like I just found out about that like two years ago or something, and like the girl that put me on to that, she went on this like rant for like two hours, and she had like foam in the side of her mouth. Yeah, she's a fucking reptilian. That's why I'm afraid of those people. Whoa! And this is like what type of facts? Where is this coming from? See, fanatic, the reptilian agenda. I know the reptilian agenda. That's well. David Icke is also definitely an FBI fucking agent. He's not a fucking real <laughs> fucking reptilian. But but here's there's a couple things. There's like three what things up I to can say. Yeah. What up to Sarian? I see you. <laughs> I wish I could film uh, a reptilian in real life. Look, a first of all, anything fanatical is bad. I don't care if you're a fanatically good person. And anything religion beliefs, anything over the top, foaming at the mouth, things like that, where you get too into it. I'm not into that. B. That shit is really scary, and if a thought exists, if it's in a movie, if it's, there's a conspiracy about it that's widespread, it probably means there's something going on. There's a collective thought yeah. going on about it. Yeah. Something's there, and C, my final thought on it, while I, again, wouldn't want to activate any weird things to happen in my life, I 100,000% believe that things occur that are outside of science and logic. On this, and I don't want to deal with it. I, I'm, I'm too scared. It's to impossible deal with that. that it doesn't exist. I mean, it's impossible that 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 that, that paranormal doesn't exist. Well, That's often, my personal opinion. Often people argue that when you do open yourself up to this, you start experiencing it. Yeah, because and I am closed when you believe as a in yeah, when you believe in something, it's completely real to you, and it's something you'll experience in your day to day life. But I think it's interesting that you say you close yourself off to these things because there's also a conspiracy theory about conspiracy theories right. that basically states that these radical unbelievable fantastical tales are concocted by the government themselves sure, it's the for backwards, us to avoid yeah. the actual surveillance the actual military testing that we see in the skies and you know the actual cover-ups that are happening because we can say oh ufo that's ridiculous that's right. such a 1950s sci-fi absolutely dream and um some people think those ideas are propagated by the government you know cold war example of when i don't think they're propagated or anything i just you know i just am too I just want to mind my business I have enough problems in my life that yeah. like like I'm running out of paint so I can't really think about a UFO right now you know this is Stuart Swerdlow I love Stuart 
if you if you 100% this is my personal opinion if you 100% cannot accept in any possible way no way not happening zero possibility impossible that there is a life on any in any of the space <laughs> in this universe then you're below normal intelligence I'm sorry. Who, I, me? I, no, 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 not you. Oh, okay. If you can't accept that there is life outside of Earth, then you, it's, you're, not, you're, not thinking, you're not thinking right. Like, there, it, this universe is insanely There's people like that out there. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean... But I don't want to believe in aliens anyway. I think that shift can just stay well, out of here. difference between believing in aliens and believing that we'll ever come into contact right. with aliens, which, right. if you subscribe to, like, the Fermi Paradox, we never will, because... It's just we would have by now, or there would be evidence of. Life. Sure, yeah. At this point, there would be, but you know, also, there'd be evidence of garbage, just garbage from right. civilizations that we could observe, and right. there's literally nothing. Right. Well, there may be very, very small microorganisms that emit gases. Well, I mean, like an intelligent civilization capable of interstellar space travel would have garbage. Uh, might just destroy themselves before they ever reach us, which is a very likely thing if we look at our own civilization. Yes. Um, but you are right. There are conspiracies of the reverse conspiracies where the government feeds fake UFOs to UFO fanatics yeah. so that they will discover them and rave about them. Well, yeah, it happened during the Cold War. Think about our idea of a UFO, it, you know, and where what era it came about. You know, our idea of a flying saucer, or certain UFOs ended up looking like stealth jets. Now, um, it's no coincidence that yeah, it the happened while we, yeah that it was happening during wartime when we were testing things above American skies. And so it was in the government's best interest to tell, you know, its citizens that, you know, oh, man, look at these pulp novels and these sci-fi movies. And, yeah, it's totally, you know, green men from outer space. You better believe it, The truth is often What I do to, like, not feel scared is I would think if, like, let's say, you know, aliens or any type of, you know, UFO person, like, would be there if they had an afterlife. Well, that's just a whole scare. Other, another scary, scary. That's like thing. a religious, scary discussion. Yeah, very. Scary. I don't know about but, religion. Well, it's interesting. Like when I talk, because I'm often that person that like put you in a corner at a party and just want to talk to you yeah. about the latest thing that I. I'm like, like when I see you, every time I see you, I get like kind of like nervous. I'm like, <laughs> You're like, oh, she's about to, you know, put me in a corner. Um, but one thing I've been telling people recently, and I read it totally offhand online, but that everyone jumps down my throat and they're like, "You're absolutely right," which I think is interesting, is that. There are certain people that believe that selfies are encouraged by the government for wow. facial recognition never software. Heard that. Never heard of that. But you're right. I never heard of that, but like, you're right. Paul just updated his iOS, and it immediately went through all of his photos and organized them into right. selfies without... Right. Like, the folder was named selfies, and I'm saying this sort of as a Luddite yeah, because totally. my phone it's is so kind of old. Right? But yeah, for facial recognition software, which is going to, you know... That shit is and true. iPhoto does the same shit. It'll that, scan yeah. all your photos and say, like, this is Odetta Hartman, right? And I'm like, that shit what? is true, 100%, mm-hmm. without do, a doubt. Do you guys, have you guys ever felt like you created a conspiracy theory on your own that you believe that you haven't told anybody? No, but I'd really like you to tell me about yours that you created. <laughs> <laughs> no, just things I think about where I'm like, this makes literally no sense. Like, the psychic storefronts in New York City. Conspiracy. Well, no, sitting on prime real estate the abundance of them right. and they all have you know the similar aesthetic and of course it's part of the same business so they need their neon sign their crystal ball no one is ever sitting in there you really think those people are keeping those storefronts open for $5 palm readings so have you been in one before no because I, that 
don't. Yeah, I've been. I'm a one. believer. You yeah, know, yeah, I can't yeah, sit yeah, down yeah. with anybody. I don't care yeah. what like. Yeah, you know, I always wonder that too because they always look is terrible. On. They look miserable sitting. Yeah, I've been in one. It's kind of weird. But I'm convinced that they're all part of the same laundering organization. You know, it's absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, and I don't. Maybe I'm not as. Maybe I'm not as smart as you. I can't figure these things out on my own. But thinking about it, you're absolutely right. I mean, why are these psychic places even open? There's like you can't. No business. Like, well, no. I mean, yeah, exactly. And also, it's like. Real I never see so anyone insane there. Insane storefront with these people, like, and they're everywhere. There's like one on every block. Right. Wow. Very, very good point. Very good point. Very observant of you. Very observant. Well, I always find them very attractive. They always look good, and then the woman, you know, is doing this. They come hither with her finger, and then I start walking very quickly. Well, sometimes I see women there sitting there, and they just look bored out of their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they yeah. have a kid or something. So, what's the point of being there? That's a family business, my friend. Well, then, there's, then there's then there's other things of just like when you're growing up that like people say, well, what if that was completely wrong? Like, what if Stevie Wonder can see? Well, I, I heard, heard that, that one. one. I heard that one, but I believe he's blind, and I listened. I know all Stevie Wonder. Man. Well, I'm have really you have you seen the picture of him taking a picture of Michael Jackson? Yeah, with the disposable see, camera. I've seen all those flicks, and to be totally honest with you, I just feel like the dude's an extremely talented blind dude who's been yes. blind for like sixty five years. Guy can play any fucking instrument you put in his fucking hand. Yes, and for, I believe he's blind. Yeah, for anyone that's not familiar, there's a whole. Uh, there's a whole corner of the internet with videos where he seems Drops to be... Drops microphones and, and catches Yeah, them. catches yeah. them in midair that seem kind of strange. But I also think it comes from a very ableist view of right. blindness. Um, but those things of, like, busting into your childhood and being like, what if? You know, like, the sure. Berenstein Bears. Are you familiar with that conspiracy? Yeah. I showed up and Jack's like, hold on, we wait, can't wait, get into quantum Berenstein mechanics Bear? right now. And I'm like, well, no, I'll do it lightly. What's the Berenstein Bears one? Yeah, what is well, it? Well, Berenstein Bears... Bears. <laughs> I heard recently that the name's the name's not Berenstein. It's like Barenstein or some shit like that. Well, yeah, we all remember Berenstein Bears, right? Yeah, I remember the one with the cabin always freaking yeah. me out. Yeah, well, it's actually Berenstein Bears. Berenstein with an A. And you know, the people that discovered this are like everyone remembers it Berenstein. If it was Stain, we would have made poo jokes about it. There's oh, no way wow. it was Berenstein when we were young. And so they point at a lot of a uh, multiverse theory and quantum mechanics to explain. You know, some people think about butterfly effect and time travel changed that one thing because it's a collective memory of it right. being Berenstein. It's called um, the Nelson Mandela effect because apparently back in the 80s, people had a large amount of the population believed that he had died and they had witnessed his funeral on TV. That's and so it weird. just didn't happen. And so that effect can be used to explain how we all remember it as Berenstein bears. But, you know, people get very heated about it because it tells them something about their childhood was incorrect and they want to justify it or change it or find some otherworldly explanation for how our reality has somehow been altered. Yeah, I wish I didn't know about that stupid fucking name thing. Because I like <laughs> I like those bears. They're cute. I don't know how you have any... I don't. I really kind of don't how know, do you know so how much? you have time for your art and how you know so much. I mean, I would get like... You know, I stopped listening to that radio, to the fucking radio station because I got so fucking wrapped up in it, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, it gets consuming. I, I find it interesting for... Um, the sake of argument, I like to learn. I, 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 my goal is to try to be able to argue every conspiracy theory that I come across, even if I do find them ridiculous. Like the fact that dinosaurs never existed, as an example. Mm. Um, just because I think it's a great intellectual exercise and just a fun debate in general. 
Before we wrap up the show, I'm wondering, since we've been talking about a lot of spooky, spooky things, maybe we can all go around and share any kind of protective superstitions we all have. Because I know Mondo just moved into a new house. He needs oh, to yeah, get yeah, some yeah. sage. But maybe, Emily, you I can... I got some a little bit. I need oh, to get you some did? more. Okay. Well, well, I need to get some more. How I yeah, We've apart. been talking about witches and dinosaurs and <laughs> stainy bears. And so what, what practices can we enforce in our own daily lives to help protect us from such creatures? It's, yeah, I, actually, I'm sort of lacking in that department, so... Maybe we can learn. I think taking off your shoes at, at the door kind of works. Absolutely. Yeah, and helps keep your house clean. I um, was recently told to put salt around your bed because salt's a cleansing um, material. You know, we came from the sea and salt soaks up things. But I'm, you know, was raised Catholic and have a very strong reliance on the Hail Mary and just general statues of the Virgin Mary strategically placed around my room. Um, seems to work. I need me. a protecting. Uh uh, Statue? Boba Maitza. No, yeah, yeah. I need, I need something, uh, you know, the mezuzah ran out of energy. You know what I mean? I, know, I think I know a couple things not to do. One thing, <laughs> when I was in Nepal, one thing you're not supposed to do is whistle indoors. Wow. Really? I am so, fucked. I am if you, fucked, if you do dude. That, that, that is joke. fucked, too. But you're also not supposed to, if you're a lady, you're not supposed to put your, um, your wet garments you're not supposed to hang them up indoors either, oh, that's because cheesy. for both reasons, then evil spirits come. You know, it's like, it's like anything you do that's that's bad, evil spirits come. Oh my god! So never kill a spider. Really Oof. horrendous luck. I have a really? huge, gorgeous one living oh, outside my window right now, but there's plenty of old proverbs like, "If I'm you want to live and thrive, let the spider run alive." Well, oh really? Yeah. You know, I fucked up the garments once. Actually, it's actually the hair. It's not. It's not. It's not clothes. It's. It's. You got to put your hair up immediately. You can't leave wet hair down. Well, hair is very reason. powerful. Really? I, I, yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I want to cut my hair. Fucking dry your hair. If you're a lady. <laughs> Does Paul have anything to add? Yeah, Paul. I got a bunch. I want to ask this. Paul I want to like, tell something to Paul. Paul. Paul is like just. I got a question for you, and then this. and then you can t- you can tell this question. You can ask this question to Mister Coons and like at, pretend like you had this question on your own, right? If he was a boxer, right, what would his like nickname be? Coons and that question Blue. goes to you, and then to Jeff Coons later in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jeff Blue Ball Coons. Oh, all oh, right. Yo, you know, I always thought you're a fast one. I really always thought that, but you're a smart guy. You really are. And what about for you? Check out Gazing Ball Paintings, the Gagosian Gallery, opening now. Yeah. Like, right this second. You know, you guys did do some art recently, though. You guys both worked on this. Where I might go after this. If it's still open, I might go right no, after but this. It's I mean, what's amazing is that Paul's calling in from that show right now. Yeah. And he still sounds pretty good. Right. He is uh, a ghost. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, they did do some art, though. They worked on... You know, saw the, the Coney Island thing at the um, that Espo did? Yeah. So, wait, you guys mm. worked on that, or...? No. Okay. I witnessed the uh, the inchoate stages that are happening now, but November 20th... Uh, this is me just as a complete fanboy. Uh, Stephen Powers, otherwise known as Espo in his former graffiti writer life, uh, Philadelphia raised, New York working... <laughs> Uh, I'm a super fan, obviously. I just walked oh, by yeah, the you, shop are you a super recently. Fan, no, I'm a sh- I'm a fan too. What a Vespo? Oh uh, yeah, yo, Where's I like his, his shop, work. Though? It's Can like you help in downtown us Brooklyn. Get him on gun wash. Um, he's a sign painter. You could probably just ask him. He's mm-hmm. such a, a chill dude. So we were approachable. we were lucky to join in on an interview that Vice was doing with him. Um, uh-huh. 
during the nascent stages of this Coney Island show. So we got to go down to the Brooklyn Museum a few days ago and talk to him and uh, see kind of how his mind works and yeah. it's very fun he, paul got to photograph him and he will do some advertise or he will like volunteer how his mind works it's, was he was he as, as a as if he a, came um, on i will let him like host the show i'll be like i won't talk he's got yeah, a lot yeah. to say yeah, yeah, he's very charismatic yeah, yeah um as a as someone who admires him very much did you find he was mm-hmm. open to talking to him absolutely was, okay, i mean cool. the uh the interviewer who i was a partner of uh, was was sort of nervous about how they were going to conduct it, and he she just she just asked one question, and there he, he took it away. Went. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Show dude. you the ropes. It's awesome. And he he's knew a sign painter. He like really does the fucking work. He's good stuff because he's a good breather. That man's so, a good. He, you may be right. So Jeremy's canoodling outside, but maybe El Triptofan wants to play. Yeah, I was going to say one more song would be cool, right? If you're up for it, you into it? All right, let's do it. Uh, that's what, awesome. You, you want to tell me uh, what's the, what's this one going to be called? I'm going to give you the mic in a second. Let's so. see. Okay, this song. This song is going to be a song called Ida. All right. Ida. Ida. Live on Gunwash by Griffin Rue of El Triptophan. Let's see. Ida's a friend. She whispers empty promises She's flawless in my mind Oh, but Ida, 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 Ida lies Ida lies Ida stay home nurse my expectations my 50 veil projections and never learn my lesson What did Ida do? Ida knew just who was who. She did. She did know. Cause Ida lies. Ida lies. When you were married for the third time, you knew last you thought it would last forever I warned you she is clever Uh, another uh, brand new one from 
Griffin Rue of El Triptofan. Well, what can I say? It's been quite a night. You know, I know we... Uh, that was so good. Yeah, man. I agree. I know, um, you must you know, have like a great musical background. Sure. Well, listen, uh, I know we do wow, drops. Finally, end of the show, we got to the musical background question. That was impressive. Oh, no, that wasn't a question. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even saying that's a question. That. I even, saw that. That's good. Um, that must be like, I'm just saying. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so reading that line. good. As a team. <laughs> I'm not asking. I bet, I'm saying, I bet it's, uh, it's great. I like that Armando digs the lyrics. That means a lot to me. Yeah. Splivington doesn't hear lyrics. He only hears sounds, like these sounds. Um, I know uh, we always do drops every year, so we probably have like five drops from you, but let's do them anyway. Why not? Emily and I are going to do a lunar track together. All right, all right. Oh, really? Okay. All right, all right, all right, future, all right. Future collaboration for Gunwash. There he is. Hi, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Put, I'll put you on my label. Anyway. You want to do one, Emily? Let's do it. Can I get some of that? I get some of that squeaking in the background? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get that. Okay. You got that? Um, Jack? Squeaking. Jack, you got that balloon squeaking? He's gonna do Sorry, they're playing the balloons like an instrument now. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I, I thought that was Griffin. I was in a different time. There you go. This is Emily McMaster, and you're listening to Gunwash. Beautiful. Was that was that was that too? Very concise. This is Emily McMaster, and you're listening to Gunwash. Very nice. You piece of shit. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Jeremy likes that one. Hey, you piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you little pervert. This is Emily McMaster, and you're listening to Gunwash live out of Roberta's. Very good. Very, very, very good. That one's awesome. I saw the twinkle in your eye when you said that. Yeah. Do you like so many things with these balloons? Yeah. Well, it's a thing. Griffin. Yeah, Griffin, you want to do one? Do it like you mean it. You're listening to Gunwash. All I want to hear is Emily McMaster tell me I'm listening to Gunwash. We're all listening to Gunwash together with Emily McMaster here telling us we're listening to Gunwash, you little perv. Very nice. And Paul behind me here. He's going to do one here. Take that one. My name's Jeff Coons, and you're listening to John. What is it, Aaron? Gunwash. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Gary. This is Gainwish. (laughs) I like that one. Well, listen, I think uh, we've caused enough trouble for the Well, Jeff, it was great to have you on the show. Thank you Yeah, it was great to have you, Jeff Koontz, anyway. Uh, No, listen, guys, thank you so much for coming. I know I'm glad, Emily, that you you spared some of the stories. I know you want to save up for next Halloween. Every year I farm everybody I know for good stories, and Uh, I have quite a few, but we... You Sustainable know. story I pro- farming. I promise, <laughs> that's good. I, promise that's good. I won't that's good. be uh, injured next year. All right. Yeah, yeah. bullshit. I'll, you stay I'll off your fucking feet, it. man. Thank you for having me again. I seriously love Absolutely. every it's, year. It's, it's so our, fun. our pleasure. And the like pleasure's all on this side. Hey, speaking of conspiracy grow. theories, yes. this whole Armando injury thing, I don't really know. Yeah. Is he doing it for pity? No, I don't really know. I don't know either. I didn't go to work for well, the truth. The truth is out there. Thank you for joining us. It's been uh, a wonderful evening here on Gunwatch. Join us next week on Thursday, 9 p.m. here on Gunwatch.com. And that's it. Thanksgiving special next week. We have uh, a, we have an author on who wrote a book about weed cooking. All right. And Kitchy's going to come on, too. Dude, all right, all right, all right. So we'll see you next week on Gunwatch. Like Collins are. 718-497-2128. Come back soon. Hurry on. Thank you.
is Stuart Swerdlow. And Janet Diane Moya Swerdlow. And you're listening to Gunwash. Carly from Sledever, and you're listening to Gunwash. Hey, my name's Trice, aka Trice Cat, and you're listening to Gunwash. This, 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 this is Night Turbo. You're listening to Gunwash. Hey, this is Nick Mastodon, and I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> That's it. Hey. Done so. Yo, what's up? It's Russ Barone from Colt Crew. Listening to Gunwash Radio. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Ben Roby of Ninja Sonic, and you're listening to Gun Wash Radio. This is Dame Dash. I'm still my man, Amando. Big shout out to Gun Wash. I'm in the mood, boys. 